Episode number 15, Robbery at Automated Teller Machines. This is the Crime School Radio Show, where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert, Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. Today's show is from the category Crime Fast Facts, where the episodes are shorter and narrow in scope. We're going to talk about robbery, arm robbery at automated teller machines. You know, those little boxes that are at banks, mounted on the wall, or in stores that dispense cash at all hours of the day. Boy, are they convenient, and we sure love them. But unfortunately, robbers love them too. We're going to talk about the 10 things ATM robbers don't want victims to know. Number one, I need the element of surprise. If you see me standing by or loitering and I scare you, you won't complete the transaction. If you look around, I'm a young male, usually under 25 years old. I might look a little scruffy, probably because I'm under the influence of alcohol or drugs. I'm going to be waiting for you within 25 yards of the ATM machine, standing in the shadows behind some obstruction or maybe sitting in a car. I usually work alone, but sometimes I'll have a partner if I need a lookout or getaway driver. Number two. I have a preference and I prefer some ATM locations over others. I prefer machines that are somewhat isolated, that have poor line of sight from the street or parking lot. That way there I can hide nearby, maybe in foliage or behind some barrier, some pillar, some obstruction, and then I can approach just at the right moment. I also like those bank drive through lane machines, where you pull up in your car, you roll down your window, and when you're focused on punching in your ATM code number, I could sneak up on you very easily, approach your open car window, and you have nowhere to go. You're buckled into your seat. I have the advantage because I know the area. I know the best time, the best location, the best hiding places, and the best escape routes. Number three, my ATM is your ATM. Once I stake out an ATM machine, I don't have to do anything. I just hang out. I just wait and watch for the perfect victim. I usually work between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. when the ATM traffic is slowest. Now, I don't have a bank account. I don't have an ATM card. So when I need quick cash, I'm going to use yours. Now, when you approach the ATM machine, I hope you're coming to get $300. But I'll settle for less. And while we're at it, I may take your cell phone, your wallet, your purse, your watch, any jewelry that you have. Sometimes I'll steal your car and I may even take you with me. Number four, I don't like ATM machines in supermarkets. They're just way too busy for me. From the parking lot, I can't see the machine. I actually have to enter the store and wait for a victim to approach the machine. I lose the element of surprise. I can't have my disguise on either because it makes me look a little obvious if I have on a hood or a mask or if I have my gun out. Also, there's witnesses, there's cashiers, there's more video surveillance. There might even be security in the store. 
Once the robbery occurs inside a store, I can't see outside. I don't know who's in the parking lot or if someone, like the police, might be waiting for me. Number 5. I prefer to rob a single ATM victim. My favorite is a woman who arrives at the ATM machine alone. I prefer if you're not paying attention. Maybe you're talking on your cell phone as you're executing your ATM transaction. Sometimes if there's more than one ATM machine, I'll approach an adjacent machine and pretend to be using it. That way there you'll think I'm okay. I don't like trying to rob two or more people. It increases my risk and the likelihood that you're going to resist. Number six, I expect my victims to act in a certain way when using an ATM machine. I expect you to approach the machine completely oblivious to your surroundings and me. I'm going to wait for you to approach and focus all your attention on the ATM screen. I'm going to watch you insert your ATM card enter your PIN code, and then request cash. Then I'll suddenly and silently appear behind you or next to you, produce a weapon, and make my demand for your cash that was just dispensed. There are some ATM customers that I just don't like. I don't like those ATM users that arrive by car with other passengers inside, especially if the driver of the car stays at the wheel has the engine running and the headlights aimed at the ATM. Before approaching the ATM machine, the user carefully scans the area, looking for suspicious people like me, and spots me. And I hate it when they turn around, get back in the car, and quickly leave. This is my biggest fear, that you're going to call the police and report my suspicious activity at the ATM. Number eight. I'm not afraid to use force even excessive force, if you resist. I came to the ATM intending to rob you. I brought weapons to convince you to give up the cash. I don't care if I hurt you. If you resist or try to fight, I will use an excessive amount of force without hesitation until you give up what I want. Number nine. I don't care that much about video surveillance cameras. It's just not that big of a deal anymore. Despite what the news says about ATM security tips, most bank ATM machines have video surveillance cameras these days. You know, a passive video camera is not going to physically intervene or prevent me from robbing you. I'm desperate for money, so I'll take the risk of being recorded on video. Now, I'll try to position myself so the video camera doesn't have a clear view. I might wear a hat, a mask, a bandana, sunglasses or pull my hoodie up to disguise my image. Number 10. Good lighting doesn't matter that much to me when I'm committing an ATM robbery. Despite what you've read on police websites or have heard on the news, most bank ATM machines have good lighting these days. Good lighting doesn't matter that much if you're not paying attention and you're not watching out for me. As long as the ATM is not busy, and I have some cover from the street, I could still approach you from your blind side, and you'll never see me coming. As a footnote, this information was gathered from actual interviews with ATM robbers and victim statements. Now, on the website, crimeschool.com forward slash 15, there's an embedded video for you to watch of an actual ATM robbery in an interview of the victim and the aftermath. 
I think you'll find it very relevant and very helpful to give you a visual understanding of what we just talked about. So if you're not in front of your computer now, I encourage you to circle back and go to crimeschool.com 15. Also on that webpage, I have a photograph of another drive through ATM robbery where the robber forced the victim into a trunk and then drove her away, abandoned the vehicle, thank goodness, but left her in the trunk overnight. That scenario could have been much, much worse with a dire outcome. I hope this episode was helpful to you and gives you food for thought and that you will analyze your ATM use. If you have children that have access to ATMs, I would definitely have a family meeting and let them listen to this podcast just to give them fair warning about having a plan before using an ATM machine in the middle of the night. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I try to present a variety of educational topics, but keeping with the theme of making places safe for people and property. The subject matter of Crime School is influenced by your feedback, so I encourage you to tell me about your ideas for future discussion. I'm always looking for a guest. If you have a particular crime or loss prevention expertise, you have a special legal background about liability, you have an interesting crime prevention product to review, or if you're a crime victim with a motivating story and outcome to share, I want to talk to you. Now, I'm not very active on social media. I'm old. What could I say? I don't quite get it, but I'm trying to learn. Meanwhile, I appreciate those who are active in social media to share these episodes to attract others who may want to learn and benefit from this content. In fact, if you have an iTunes account and you want to help others find Crime School, please leave us a five-star rating and review. That will really help us be discovered. I invite you to join the Crime School community. We're all like-minded people. You could provide your email address on any web page, any opt-in form on the Crime School website. In this way, you'll receive immediate notification of any new audio or video episodes published, or any special events for that matter. Thank you for participating in Crime School and for doing your part in making places safe. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com. <laughs>